Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Welcome to Ask the Manager Mondays, your chance to ask Better Together General Manager Kevin Undergaro and Assistant General Manager Kelsey Meyer your questions about the Better Together brand and questions about life in general. And now, your managers, Kevin and Kelsey. Yes, hello everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Kevin Undergaard, your manager, along with uh, my assistant manager, Kelsey Alexander-Meyer. And in the booth is Elaine bringing down our, our little music. That's right. She has not been here for an Ask the Manager, Kev. Nope. It's my first time. Wow. We had asked boss anything, but... Oh, that's right. That was an impromptu. That was an impromptu. Yes. Yeah, so she's unaware of Ask the Manager, so she doesn't even know about the requests we get for pictures, you know... Transcripts. Transcripts, yeah. Here, yeah, we answer questions, a little stuff behind the scenes of Better Together, and uh, obviously, as our queen says, life in general. That's right. Poorly imitated her. <laughs> I thought it was good. Speaking of which, yeah, so, you know, it's our, we're in the fall holiday season. As you know, I'm better together. Holiday season starts right around now, a couple of weeks before Halloween. We mm-hmm. kick it off very nicely. We'll take it all the way to New Year's and then um, Super Bowl. But behind the scenes, we do have Monday motivations and intentions that right. we've launched. And uh, if you haven't subscribed to that, I ask you to subscribe and obviously give us a five-star rating without listening because you need to just trust us at this point. Uh, No, but um, it's bite-sized content and uh, just designed to set your mind up in the right way for the week. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it helps your day, helps your Monday, but then helps your week, helps your month, your year, and eventually your life. A lot of uh, great tidbits and takeaways we're getting from our wellness experts here is gurus and Maria as well. That's right. But yeah, please check it out. And is it okay to shout out our uh, seasonal holiday show? Absolutely, Kevin. Okay, Better Together, our little channel here also is finally launching our holiday podcast. And it's on a separate feed entitled We, what is it? Christmas specials, <laughs> we, love. we love. That's right. The Christmas the, Thank you, Elaine. The love. Christmas special. You can see uh, <laughs> your manager here. Is, it's overworked. Overworked. <laughs> yes, he's overworked. He is burnt out. <laughs> um, the Christmas specials we love. 
And what we'll be doing is covering all your favorite Christmas specials and a couple of movies in depth. We have a multi-generational panel, which makes it really fun. And we're covering specials that are anywhere from, I don't know, 20 years old to 70 years old, Mm -hmm. 80 years old. So it's fun. Um, And I think you'll enjoy it. So Yeah, and some hot takes on... Uh, Charlie Brown, Halloween, Big Pumpkin, whatever. The great, great pumpkin. The big pumpkin. I love that you said the big pumpkin. Um, yeah, that's our first, our pilot episode. Got a yep. couple of words, right? Is the great pumpkin. We cover that. And then we will be moving into the Thanksgiving specials. Right. And then Christmas, 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 all the way until the new year. We'll wow. be dropping, you know, probably one episode a week, but no one knows. Who knows? Who knows? But um, please go f- find us on Apple Podcast And Spotify. And Spotify. Mm-hmm. Christmas special, the Christmas special we, we, we love. love. Yep. And uh, yeah, subscribe and rate and comment as well. We we enjoy it and we hope you guys enjoy it too. Okay. So as the great Dan Burkery from TV 38 WSBK in Boston used to say, let's get right to business. Let's get right to business, Kev. Okay. This is from Madison, who's from New Jersey. She said, Kev, what advice do you have for balancing your own creative aspirations with the realities of starting a business? Mm, what a fun probably question. Probably not going to like this answer. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <clears throat> so uh, I, I'm of the belief that anyone who can, <clears throat> first of all, anyone that starts their own business, you're my, you're my champion. You're my hero. I love that. I love... Um, people who can be their own bosses and have an independent spirit and the courage to go out and do that. And then for the people who do it successfully, I don't know, just I've always, even as a kid, I think my dad did too, always looked up to those people, whether it was a little coffee shop in town or a print shop or something, you know, multiple stores or something bigger. I just, I have a lot of respect for it. That said, um, creative aspirations go out the window. Mm. You have to put everything into your business, starting a business and then maintaining it. Now it could get to a place where it's so successful. And by the way, if you, if you set up a good business, you're going to have one that runs itself at some point in time, you'll have good people around you and all those things. And then you can play, but it's a recipe for disaster Mm. and you're not going to be able to do everything in life. Sorry. Um, or when you want to do it, but I think you have to decide what is it? If this, this, your business needs to become your life. Sorry. I hate. And again, I know work-life balance, all this stuff. Yeah. When you work at Google work-life balance, when you work at a corporation, um, and you have to put up with what goes on there corporate politics. It can be, if you're someone who's super ambitious, it can be very limiting. People are trying to protect their turf. It's a lot, but then there's people who do very well in that. And I commend them as well. I could never do well in those environments, but for the people that can, great. But for them, yeah, you're out at five or six and then you're doing your creative pursuits. But if it's your own business, no, everything, all your energy, you got to eat, breathe, sleep it. It's just how it is. And if you have family, then I, you know, I think family has to be on board as well. And even, even if it is helping, um, then that's, that's fine too, because I think there's learning in that as well 
for families, for kids that grow up. They, they learn the value of a dollar. They learn, um, you know, whatever this business is paying for, it comes from somewhere. So there's more respect now for the source of income that's providing the business. But yeah, I, I can't overstate it enough. There is no, uh, there is no creative pursuits. It's the business and, and know that if you're creative, well, you're going to put it into your business, your signage, your, whatever it is, there's, there's always a way to be creative within your business, but that's how you're going to exercise it or don't, or don't, but don't try to do both because uh, that's, what's going to make you sick. And that's, what's going to make um, both the creative suffer, but then the business suffer and don't even get me going on half measures. Mm. Yeah. We've talked about that before. Yes, we have. Do I have to go over it again? Yeah, probably. Breaking Bad episode, Half Measures. And um, one of the characters on the show, Mike, told Walter White, the Mm -hmm. lead character, a story when he was a policeman. um, A guy was kept beating his girlfriend, beating his girlfriend, and the police kept showing up to break it up. And the lady said, he's going to kill me. And... Mike warned him, okay, one more time, that's it. So he beats her up again, and Mike took the guy out to the swamp, put a gun in his mouth, and was going to kill him. And the guy begged and pleaded, I swear I won't do it again, I won't do it again. He let him go, and a week later, the guy killed the girlfriend, and then Mike said, no more half measures, Walter. Now, that's very morose, (laughs) morbid, (laughs) and very dark, but in my experience, being half a parent, being half a boyfriend or girlfriend, being half an employee, being half a boss, being half of anything uh, is a recipe for disaster. Maybe not disaster, but definitely pain mm. um, and mal- general malaise, but worse. It is, it, I don't want to say disaster, but I just, you see so many people that are not happy and it's because they're practicing half measures. Um, we had this discussion earlier today, Kelsey, yeah. about something unrelated, but mm-hmm. but there was a time in your life when you were full measures, Yep, everything went on the up, then you went, kicked it back to half measures, oh, I'm going to do work-life balance, I'm going to hang mm-hmm. out with these people, I'm going to, mm-hmm. and then what happened? Did not go up. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, well, everything in your life, yeah. right, started going downhill yep. again. Mm-hmm. Then when you go back to full measures, goes up again. things went back up. Yep. But full measures is uncomfortable because there's a lot of sacrifices. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So anyway, something to do, to do a business. Full measures is initially uncomfortable. Yes. I think. But later it's amazing. Exactly. Because if you practice full measures and if you focus everything on your business. Yeah. It will turn the corner. It'll get there. Yeah. And then you start going, yeah, you know what? They can handle it. I'm going to do. And then there's a whole other thing that comes along with that, but that gets to 102. Well, 101, no half measures, all business. And any creative endeavors you have, they got to be put on the back burner. Yeah. And again, use your creativity in your business for now. Boom. As I should say to my niece all the time, or don't. Or don't. <laughs> or don't. But know that you're going to, you know, the business will not do well. The creative won't do well. And then you're going to be super unhappy. Mm. Because that's what half measures gets you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you Excellent welcome. answer. On to number two. Linda in Miami says, do you have any advice caretaking, or I'm sorry, excuse me, taking care of your mental health while breaking into the entertainment industry? 
Mm. Yes, similar. Mm. So once again, you're breaking into one of the hardest. That's getting breaking into our business is hard. Well, breaking in is one thing. It's a lot easier to break in today because there's so many opportunities. Mm-hmm. But to be super successful at it, it's it's still incredibly hard. So again, no half measures. Now, but you cannot do this without mental health. So the very thing that you're going to want to call on for your mental health, going out with friends, go drinking, go have releases, all this other stuff is the very thing that hurt, it, yeah. that is going to hurt you mm-hmm. because it's going to make you tired, make you more broke, make you more exhausted, put more pressure on you to be successful. So the very thing you think is helping your mental health is not going to help. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Losing toxic people, people who are not down for your dream, that are negative, holding you down, not seeing you f- for the talent you are, whatever it is. Again, we don't have time for it because it is going to compromise your mental health. And I think it's finding healthy ways to entertain yourself. So if you're in the entertainment business, well, um, you can open your laptop and watch great movies and TV on Netflix and the movies. I mean that, you know, for Marie and I, that was our social life mm-hmm. is we would just binge watch things. Um, that's we, so we were not taxing our bodies. We weren't going into our bank accounts, but we were learning about the business. Right. And then I think it's important to get to nature and to, you know, get your feet in, in either sand or uh, bare feet in sand or in grass. If you can, I know in cold weather, that's harder, but I think it's important to just, be out in nature and, and walk, you know, and move. Mm-hmm. But again, that stuff will make you stronger. Um, I would say there's a lot of great meditation apps and, and things on YouTube that were not available that will help you. Um, I see what I have not done Joe Dispenza yet, but I'm going, I'm determined to, um, uh, but I see what it's doing for Maria but there's a lot of that out there that will make you stronger and help. And then I think the, what's helped me in the last couple of years is releasing from attachment to outcomes. So not going into the entertainment business and say, I have to direct my first film by 25. I need to be doing, making this much by this time. I need, no, because now you're attached to that outcome. Now you just put more pressure on your, your mind yeah. and your mental health. So instead it's going to be, Hey, you know what? Every, you know, I'm going to embrace the present as, uh, and I always say, as long as you, you, you did better than the year before and it doesn't have to be financially, but in, in terms of your growth, then you're fine. Yeah. That's any good stock just does a little better every year over a long period of time. The bad stock is the one that shoots up to the sky, but then there's only one way to go and that's crashing right down. Mm-hmm. So you want a good stock goes steadily up. So as long as you're better than the year before, you're fine. I think using like the time, the little time you have, right? Like the commuting to work or wherever you're Mm -hmm. going, like listen to this show, listen to like something that's going to feed your mind. Right. Like, and I did that a lot. It was like, yeah, a lot of self-help stuff. I mean, sometimes, yes. You know, it's like, there's so much out there sometimes, but but then sometimes that, um, is overwhelming sometimes because it's more work too. Mm. And I don't, what I, I don't want, there's so much work to get in our business. So you want enough 
self-help work to make yourself, that's your foundation yeah. to make yourself strong. So no, I do agree. Mm-hmm. To be, If you're not in therapy, I think any kind of self-help and growth um, will help and it'll provide you with the tools you'll need to deal with all the rejection, all the craziness. Yeah. And you're going to get a lot of that in our business. For, by the way, any lofty goal in life is going to have that. No matter how much we try to lower the bar, put up padded walls, no matter how much we try to, uh, you know, erase all the bullies, it, 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 it's not possible. Mm-hmm. It's human nature. And, um, and there's a reason it's that hard. Yeah. You're not competitive. So gathering True. the tools is very important, which I think is meditation. And I do think self-help stuff, you know. Um, and I think definitely what you said at the beginning too, like understanding it, like looking at what you think is helping you or what your releases are. Like when I was first getting it, I didn't go out. Absolutely not. You don't like, no, it, that's really hard on your body and you need your body to be in tip top yes, shape. Like, yes. Cause then, cause when your body goes, then your mind goes. Yeah. Too. It yeah. can be your mind and then could be your body, but a lot of times it's your body and then right. you're pushing it with caffeine and all right. these other things. But then but we have this like FOMO society. Right. So it's yeah, assessing that, being like, oh wait, that's actually not helping me in my dream. I, I just you know, it's hard because in your twenties, when you're young and your thirties too, you want to get out, you want to explore, and you do have FOMO. But I I look at the people that handle their business. Goodness. In college and in their twenties, yeah. And I look at them now in their fifties and sixties, and they get to live like they're in their twenties now. Mm. Oh, I'm going to the Hamptons. I'm going here. I'm going, like now they, because they have the means. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My dad always said, "Easy now, hard later. Hard now, easy later." It's a very simple, but it's true. So I think that is. Um, that's the thing. But also mentally preparing for this business too is, you know, I, I, I'll, another TV reference, The Sopranos. So <laughs> all my references are so dark. <laughs> but, you know, Tony Soprano said it when they said, oh, I can't believe you're going to, you know, you, you, whatever, killed my best friend, Tony. And he said, hey, remember, this is the life we chose. Ooh. So... In the mob world, it was, we, we knew the rules going into this. We knew if you ratted, you were going to get killed. We, we knew. But I also took that for starting your own business or this industry is every time I have a giant obstacle, curveball, hey, this is the life we chose. Every time I couldn't go back to Boston for a wedding or I couldn't go and do things I wanted to do, I just had to keep reminding myself, well, this is the life we chose. Yeah. I chose this. But Good this point. is the life. This is what goes with it. There's a lot of sacrifice. Um, and again, or don't. Or don't. Then yeah. don't be in the business or don't, ex- don't expect a lot from the business mm. if you're going to go at it in a different way. But I think releasing from attachments really helps me and not yeah. being so where my twenties and thirties are so focused. I need to be here. I need to be doing this. I need to be. And then there's that pressure on you, which you think, I know pressure is what, right? Makes, I don't know, the hotter the fire, the purer the gold and pressure is what makes diamonds and yada, yada. And it's true to a 
degree, but it also puts a lot of weight on you. And then when you don't hit that goal, then you're pissed. Well, think of the weight of that. Mm. Now you feel defeated. Now yeah. you feel so, you know, because I have people, what's going on? What's going on? I keep getting what's in our business, especially. We were out the other night, we were at an event. Yeah. A corporate event. And I can't tell you people like, what's going on? What's going on? And, you know, I, I don't know how to answer. I have a lot going on. But, you know, is it all going to happen? I don't know. Yeah, I hope it does. But I'm not attached right. to any of it. And I think that really does help your mental health. How about we take a break, I Kelsey? Love it. And then what, can you tease me with some questions? Ooh, you, let me prepare a little I bit. I can. We're going to talk about some more about being grounded, which I love as Kevin continues to dive deeper into that world. Got it. Um, ooh, we had a really great episode, Kev, last week um, with Jen Lim, mm-hmm. who she worked with Tony Heesh at uh, Zappos. And she's basically like, she's a workplace consultant. She talks about being oh. happy in the workplace. So a few questions based off of that and being a good boss and like cultivating that happy work environment, which I'm very interested to hear well, your I mean, thoughts on. Well, you know, I'm so big on being cool yeah, boss. Yeah, Kev's the cool boss. Nothing so. more important than that. <laughs> Nothing more important. So I, we're going to dive well, in there. there's two more things that are more important. Kelsey, can you tell likes everyone? Likes and popularity. Getting likes and being popular. Yeah. Thank you. But that goes hand in hand with being a cool boss, so. You're right. Yes, you're right. Just saying. One honey. One honey. All right, we'll be right back. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. 
I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code HEELSQUAD for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code HEELSQUAD. Trust me, you won't regret it. Be sure to send your questions to info at bettertogetherwithmaria.com or on Instagram at bettertogetherwithmaria. For an 8x10 personalised signed photo or transcript of today's show, send a self-addressed stamped envelope, care of Arsa Manager, 17328 Ventura Boulevard, PO Box 311, Encino, California, 91316. And now, back to Ask the Manager. Stay crisp, Queens. Always, always stay crisp. Always. Queens. Very important. Hashtag crisp. I don't know if you know Elaine, but the generation under you, that's all they say. You're Gen Y, but the Gen... What did we She's say? Gen, Gen Z. Z. No, Gen Z, but what under you is Gen Alpha? Yes. yes. Yeah. You know what, big in the Gen Alpha community mm. is the term crisp. With a K. Yeah, crisp with a K. Oh my God, that's so crisp. And b- oh, by the goodness. way, what you don't want to be called is soggy. soggy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know anyway. if you knew that, Lynn, but now, now, now you, know. you know. That's why we're here at Ask the Manager. That's right. I learn everything, something new every single day. Okay. That's right, girl. Any more crisp questions? Hell yeah. Okay. Ashley from the OC says, Kev, what's your best advice for staying grounded? Well, I think you're thinking of the modern day terms grounded, right? Put your feet in the earth, <laughs> earth, and and or the sand. And and by the way, that is true. Yeah. Because we literally are living in, we all just live in microwaves. And some cities are bigger. This is a huge microwave. Yeah. Silicon Valley is an even bigger microwave. Um. So yeah, get to nature and all that stuff. However, I'm gonna go regular guy grounding. Love it. Sorry, just a shameless plug for regular guy Friday. If you don't listen, which most of you do, I know. Mm-hmm. You guys are good to us. Um, on Fridays, it's Kelsey we and I. We have a lot of fun. Yeah. It's just. And we learn along the way, too. Us being regular and, yeah. Yeah. Doing our thing. Okay. <laughs> being grounded. Yes. I've told the story before, but again, I'll tell again. I always say, just listen to the first 25 episodes of Regular Guy Friday. You'll have all the answers. But I guess if you don't want to, you can just keep tuning into these shows. Perfect. We prefer Okay. That. Marvelous Marvin Hagler mm. was uh, uh, one of the greatest middleweight boxers of all time. Probably the greatest. I think he was the greatest. And um, big with Sugar Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns. I mean, in the 80s, nobody, nobody bigger than Marvel, Marvelous Marvin. Um, and one night I saw him out at a restaurant in a bar and he was with his girlfriend just dancing on the dance floor. And like, that's Marvin Hagler. It'd be like seeing Mike Tyson out. Crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. And, um, I just went up. I said, for, you know, I love my boxer. I love boxing. I said, go, I just want, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're my, you're, uh, my, you're my idol. 
And he was great. He was so nice. And I said, I, I, but how, how come you're alone? He's like, I'm not alone I'm with my girlfriend. I mean, I, no, but I mean like, he goes, oh, where's my entourage? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even know what that word at the time. <laughs> but he said, he said, um, you see, all of that stuff is temporary Ooh. and it only is with you. He's like, I'm not going to have the title forever. I'm not going to be boxing forever. And eventually that will go away. And it's going to be hard enough to not box. It can be hard enough to not have the title, but then I'll have people around me all the time, but then no people. Um, he's like, he, he was, he's, he, so he said the more Spartan and the more simple I keep my life, um, the more successful I'm able to be because I'm not afraid of losing anything. Mm. And, you know, so I could lose the title, could lose all my money, could, but I'm fine because I keep it simple or I would say grounded. So I see a lot of people get fat mentally off of excess and then they become turtles on their backs where they can't function. They can't operate without the excess. And if they can keep the excess being pumped for the rest of their lives, great. But still, there's still moments in life where your back's going to be against a wall. Maybe you're left at an airport. I don't know. There's always something. But we know Captain Lou knows how to move and groove, right? right. We've seen the videos of Captain Lou Albano. Mm-hmm. But what I took away from my conversation with Marvin Hagler was that to stay grounded. So for me, I, um, whether it's shopping at Target or Home Depot, I have a, you know, minivan, I have my, you know, my pickup truck. And, um, even to what I wear for clothing, it's not very expensive clothing. And, uh, listen, I have some nice things, but I keep my, I try to keep my mind grounded because if I lose those nice things, I'll be okay. But it's allowed me to be so much more successful because I'm not afraid. And I've heard from many people, oh, wow, how, how could, wow, wow, even Marie would say, I can't believe you had the, you know, the, the brass to, you know. Cognons, I can't believe to make that stand you made. And I would say, well, Maria, the people I made the stance against, they were afraid of losing their shoe collections, their beach houses, and I wasn't. Yeah. I'm like, I'm good, Nakondo. I'm good. As long as it's clean and it's safe, I'm good. So you want to fight? Let's fight. <laughs> Let's see who's going to win this one. Mm. But I just think it's, um, you know... I clean up dog poop every morning. I'm constantly doing dishes. I, you know, I, I have a house, I have Violetta, but there's times I'm trying to make her job easier, but it, but also I'm always trying to do things that, that keep me grounded. Yeah. That keep me normal. This, listen, there's times where I have access. Yes. There's times where um, and there's times I need the excess. There's times you, you do, you are going to need things to do better in your life. Let's say you work 90 hours a week. Well, you know, you might need 
someone to do your laundry or something. I'm not saying that. But I also know in the back of my head, if I lose everything, I can still, I can still live and be content. Yeah. But I work at that. When I renovated our, I went on this year and a half renovation binge. You know, someone else would have hired people and spent more money or taken loans. I mean, um, but I did it and I had to sleep in the basement and, you know, my goodness, there was one point I was in the garage <laughs> doing this house and, you know, just five dogs on top oh of me gosh. and just like a little microwave next to me and all my milk crates holding my clothes. But the, these are the things that have kept me grounded. Does that, I don't know if that makes any sense. It does. At my level, but to you, but, but that to me is, is, is finding ways to, you know, to stay human, to stay real. Mm -hmm. And I feel even, even going in Target or going to Home Depot, I just, I can, I can just be so Mm self-sufficient, so Mm hands-on. Plus I get to see what consumers want. What are the trends? What are people buying? What, you know, for, any business you're in or you want to stay hip, I don't know. There's lots of ways to do it, but I see so many people get so far removed from it all. Yeah. And um, good luck to them. And maybe they can sustain what they have, but I don't know. It, it makes sense. That's what's helped me. I was watching um, an interview with Shaq the other day and he was talking about someone on the podcast he was on, like called him a celebrity. And he was like, Ugh, don't call me that. Like, I don't see myself as that. And Shaq is the, yeah, he's the man. Yeah. And he's I was awesome. like, oh my, this is so Kevin. No, he's such a, well, he's raised by a, his dad was military. Yeah. And he, he was the volunteer sheriff forever. It's and, amazing. Yeah, no, he, that's, he's a. But he, he yeah. was basically saying exactly what you were saying now. And he's like talking about his kids. He's like, oh, and my kids, they work for everything. I, they're not given anything. Oh, yeah. Like, and I was just like, wow, what a way it, that's such a good way to live. You know, like yeah. he has the means and he can do it. But it, like you said, Kev, it's like, he's not scared of losing anything because he's, I don't know, living in he that. He stays grounded. Yeah, he stays. You've just, yeah, there's just, I guess it's, I'm concerned because I'm coming from a higher place as I say it, but mm. I've always lived at that level, even when I didn't have anything. Yeah. So I don't, you know, and, and I will say Vince McMahon, it's a billionaire, but he would, the people he liked talking to most when his wife was running for office, he had, they had to entertain all these big money people. And he was like, I just wanted to talk to the bartenders and the wait staff. It's like, I want to talk to workers. You know, I want to talk, they were, they're my people. But when I think of my some of my best friends in LA are all work people that are working class people that I work with. My yep. two mechanics that I just wear like buddy. <laughs> yeah, they, they're across the street from me at my place. And then um the the dry cleaner, Greg and Mama, same thing because they they own a um, he owns a Trans Am too, so they go to Bob's Big Boy. And I mean, I, but these are they're some of my best friends. Yeah. Um, I you met Mo who does body work. We went down. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, he, yeah. He's in. He's uh, doing one of my cars now. But we always text him back and forth. And <laughs> I, you know, again, I why wouldn't that be? That's my father. Was a yeah was a um, laborer. So I tend to like that, but I also have friends who are, you know, I say you have diverse friends anyway, mm-hmm. but all that stuff. Yeah. I just, cause I'm around a lot of people affluent and they've lost that. 
lost touch. Uh, yes, and then they're they've lost. Well, God, you saw it in COVID with a lot of celebrities. They've completely lost touch. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't think it's healthy. But um, that's my advice. Madison. Madison's our um, was one of our lovely interns, and she's in the booth right now. The booth. The booth. Madison. I speak Kevin. Did, Madison, that, did in, that make sense to you? It, Madison, who interned at AfterBuzz TV, our network. That's right. Madison, yeah, weigh in. I would love to hear if it made sense. And if it didn't, I'd love to try to clarify. No, yeah, I completely understand what you were saying. I think it definitely makes sense. I think it's definitely kind of easy to kind of get lost in this world and just kind of lose touch with, like you were mentioning, just working class people, people that have to kind of um, just kind of have these more interactive day-to-day jobs where they're dealing with people on a daily basis. And once you have kind of, you kind of lose this fear of like, you know, like you were saying, having things to lose, I think it definitely kind of paves the way for you to be more successful in business because you get to really just focus in on your goals and not necessarily on the reputation associated with the goals, if that makes sense. Ooh. I love it. I love that. Madison. Thank you, Madison. Okay, so again, I, I, maybe I made sense you on made this sense. one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Manager Kev. Thank you, Madison. Thank you, Madison. On to the next cue. Yes. This is from Eric in Ohio. This We start going into boss land here. This is fun. What are some of your toughest moments you faced as a boss and what have you learned from it? Mm. Uh, Kevin is a great boss and a cool boss. Toughest moments as a boss. There's been so many. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I have tough moments because I've had workers that have been, had troubles with addiction, mm-hmm. depression. I probably drove them all to it. Stop. No, no, they came in with it. <laughs> um, yeah. And for, and having a, you know, not having children. So being the dad to them. Um, and that's been the toughest because it's drained me and the business. Um, I don't regret, you know, I don't regret uh, the help I gave them, but probably maybe my hiring wasn't the best. You know, I, I tend to always think because I'm a, I'm a coach, I tend to think, give me whoever. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll turn them into a, he or she into a great employee, like or a great worker or, you know, great. No, I got it. Like no matter who it is, we'll get them there. And I think that's what's, um, that's been the problem. Mm. Rather than, you know, I, I've hired more on potential. Than, you always see the potential in people. Yes. Which sometimes then takes more out of you having right. to, yeah. But that said, I still think it's hire for heart and train for skill. I agree. Always go with heart, you know, over skill. You can get, people can pick up the skills if they have heart. Um, I'd rather that mm-hmm. any day of the week over skill. What do you think you learned from that though? I mean, I, again, I'm a little speed. I think hiring better, probably taking more time to hire. Um, is it, yeah, they want advice on how to be a boss. No, they're more just asking, like, they want to know from you, like tough moments you faced and I guess, you know, what you learned from those oh, tough I mean, during moments. The, I mean, during the pandemic, it was tough yeah. because, you know, with uh, AfterBuzz, it was so scary. Yeah, you had to pivot a lot. <laughs> it was and we all did. to have, you know, 20 kids in your generation who's never faced anything like this. Yeah. I'll never forget the 20 really scared faces and, um, you know, having to say, okay, well, and I'm proud of everyone because we did, we said, okay, let's go mobile. Mm-hmm. 
And we, in a weekend, we, not even in a matter of days, we went all went mobile. I mean, that was probably the hardest. And, um, man, and people were just angry and they wanted to just hurt people. And it, that was probably, that might've been the toughest part. Um, about, yeah, about being a leader and a boss, but a lot of it's been, yeah, the having to deal with the people's pains and mm -hmm. having to get them through it. And like I said, compromising my health, my money yeah. and the business, well, I think you know, for it, that was always hard. Yeah. Um, and if I help them, then great. Right. But I don't know if it was more enabling rather than helping. I don't. I don't know. Well, I I'm something... sure they're better off for the yeah. long term experience, but I don't know. Something you're really good at, and I don't know if this is even answering the question, but I just want to say, like, going back to you were saying, you're a coach. Kev is really good as a boss and as a leader. He doesn't. He's not like. Um, he doesn't call himself a boss. Like he's like, I'm not a boss. Like yeah, he's he's term. a coach, and he yeah, I like if there's leader, be a leader, not a boss. Yeah. I say it all the time. We have enough bosses. Yeah. How many bosses do we, we don't have? Need them. But that's especially like my generation, and he's so like he knows this. Like we don't like to be <laughs> like yelled at or this or that. No yeah. one does. But like you're really good at like, hey, can I coach you? And then I yeah. absorb and I want to take that all in. And then yeah. so I think that you're really good, and that's a good lesson for every quote unquote boss or boss. leader out there. Is like. Like be a coach. Like, this is the hardest thing for most bosses. Yeah. Because we have very few leaders. This bosses don't like this advice that I give them mm. is you have to be, if you really want, if you want a great work environment and you want productivity, you've got to be rooting for the success of your employees as much, if not more than your own. Right. And that is a lot of them look at you like you have 10 heads, like, wait, what? Mm. And I, I'm like, I'm just telling you how it is. And I practiced that 20, 30 years ago, but it's more necessary now because of the the way the new generations are wired. Um, but I see that that's hard for a lot. I'm like, no, F you, I pay you, do the job. I'm like, yeah, it's not enough. Yeah. And are you really paying enough? Mm. I get, listen, there were times I was the opposite when in television, I'd be like, this person's getting paid millions and millions of dollars. And is a nightmare. And this person's getting paid nothing and is giving their all. This is let let's be nice to the one giving their all. And the one being the nightmare, okay, I get it. There's a value they're bringing, hmm. but you're going way overboard yeah. to kiss their butts. You need to bring them in. I remember one of the, oh, what should I do? I said, I'd bring that person to my office. I'd sit them down and say, love having you here. Obviously, you're a star. You're great. But these are the things we, we're gonna, we need to work on changing. And you go, let them go call the agent, call your bluff. I'm like, there's 10 other people who want their job. Trust me. Mm -hmm. But again, see, so you get into corporate and that's why I can't be in corporate because 10 other things come in. Um, yeah. But I think that, yeah, okay. Like, by the way, George Steinbrenner ran the Yankees. He would pay you a ton of money, but he'd also say, cut your hair. Uh, mm -hmm. He had a code of conduct. He'd get, but again, okay, he's paying for that. Yeah. Got it. Got it, boss. But if you're not doing that, then you have to do, you should be doing all the other things I agree. to root for them. And if you want them to root for you, well, that's it. and yeah. some will take advantage, yeah. of course, mm -hmm. but in the long game, yeah, like you'll you guys be way do better off for me, which is why I want to do everything for you. That's like it. It goes. Yeah. 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 It's like what Jen Lim said. She said, you invest in them. So then in turn, they invest in you. That's it. 
As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) (laughs) Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Which is beautiful because that goes right into our next question. Okay, next question. Uh, I think we uh, round her out here. This is... From Darren in PA, she says, we had Jen Lim on recently. You guys had Jen, Jen Lim on the show recently. And she talked about how a happy and healthy workplace is key. What are some things your bosses have done in the past to foster this happy and healthy workplace? Or what are some things you do? Which we kind of just talked about, but. Here's the thing. None of my bosses. <laughs> but but that's what's made me be the other way. Mm. So it was a gift because I just, when I saw my father work, and it always makes me want to cry. He just tried so hard and he was disrespected by rich people Oof. who took advantage of him, cheated him. Um, and I see, I see it, my in-laws a little and, and with Violetta and so my, you know, and so I do everything to go the other way with them. But, it, but um, yeah, I don't, I, 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 what was it? Um, she talked about happy and healthy workplace. What are some things your bosses well, I always did? Felt, okay, let me go back. In the yeah. carny business, no, I worked, uh, listen, I worked for the one of the, I worked for a couple of different fam- families in the carnival business. And one family though, even though certain members were like, you know, just socio, <laughs> other members were amazing. And yeah. you, and did you, you always kind of felt like, I just like knowing that, they had my back. Mm-hmm. So the times make, Oh, if you, you need to pick up, just take one. And I always thought that was really cool. I had one boss who was, you know, not generous with money, but very generous with anything else. Just borrow this, take it, take mm-hmm. this, take that. You know, very, which, um, which I thought was very cool. And I remember when even sometimes his vehicles would get crashed. Um, he never got mad or as mad as I would see other bosses get, he'd be like, Hey, it happens, but we have a, this weekend we have a big, we have top sale fair this weekend. We need to be focusing on that. We can't, I can't be worried about a $500 deductible on a car insurance. will fix it. So there were like that. That's when, um, things were at their best. I remember, and I, and I, I was, shouldn't say that my, in MTV, um, Mark Cronin, who went on, you did all the, a lot of VH1 series, but your generation were known from Below Deck. Mm. And another guy, Dean Young, who went on to do King of the Hill and um, tons of, he's community, lots of the, they both were great bosses in terms of um, different styles, but really great because they knew I was working hard and working every day and every night, I, every minute I could to make the show better. And they respected that. It doesn't mean they always gave me my way, but they gave me leeway because of that. 
And I thought that was cool. But um, I think uh, I will say this. If the people working for you, and again, in corporate world, these are human resource nightmares. I mean, when, when COVID happened, um, we had all these human resource people. I think Marie was having them on the show. So mm-hmm. we'll give you a free session. And when I tell you 80 or 90% of the things that I do for my staff and do for you guys were no-nos. Can't do that anymore. Can't do that anymore. Can't do that anymore. Can't be, you know, and I was like, uh, okay, well, <laughs> but for me, if the people that are working for you are struggling in their life outside of work, then their work's going to suffer. So I'm always very concerned with what's your living situation like? Okay. If, if, if finance are a problem, we figure it out. It's not always like here, there's more money, but we say, okay, well, let's, what can we do? Yeah. So Kelsey, you know, with you, Kelsey, and there's been many people in the last 20 years who've been in your situation, but it's like, okay, what, what's okay. What's going on. Okay. How do we fix it? Mm-hmm. And if we can't throw money at it, maybe there's a creative way and we always mm-hmm. figure it out. But I always try as a boss to be thinking ahead for the person so I can say, so, so I can have a hundred foot view to see some of the problems that you're having in your life that you might not see. Kelsey, where you were living was not a positive environment. It wasn't a, it was a good for like your first yeah. year in LA, but it wasn't for someone at your level. Right. Um, and I was like, we got to get, yeah. get out and we need to get you to a place that is uh, more peaceful, more serene. And also with people who vibrate like mm-hmm. you do in a better city and a better environment. But I knew eventually if I, by the way, I did it out of love. I right. mean, I, obviously, but to someone who's cynical and doesn't have that, screw love. That love's not going to get you paid. Okay, great. Fine. <laughs> then then I will offer this to that person. If Kelsey were to continue in that environment, what happens? More tired, more aggravated, more miserable, then her work goes down. Yep. And the first thing most people do blame is blame the job. Yep. Yep. They blame the boss. They blame yep. the job. It's human nature. They don't yeah. They don't have the wherewithal, the hundred foot view to go, wait a second. Maybe, you know, having, yeah. you know, my, my, my guy roommate have a different girl in the night and sharing the bathroom with me every single morning. Maybe that's mm-hmm. not such a healthy thing mm-hmm. or whatever it is, right. you know? So, um, I, you know, Violetta works for me. She, you know, she's guarded probably because of her journey, you know, being a Guatemalan immigrant all these years, raising five, four kids on her own. Um, so I never really knew how she was living. And, um, finally I just kept prying and prying. And I think over the year, it's 10 years now, you know, I forget how I finally got in to see how she was living. And I was kind of horrified in the sense that I know I could have made it a lot better for her. And so finally I just said, we just, trust me and let me get in there. And now six months later, we just finished, you know, renovating her house and her property and all these different things. Um, but I didn't, I knew I, I'm, that didn't sit right with me with someone who I consider family is going home and not having the best environment. And now I feel she, her kids now who are all older, but I know they're going to, they're very close. So most of them, I don't think we'll leave and I don't think Violetta wants them to leave. Um, But now they have a 
a campus, so mm-hmm. to speak, that we made for them all to be happy. And I think Violet is only going to be better here and in the long run for that. Mm-hmm. So again, I did it cause I love her and she, the way she took care of Lisa and Costa and the dogs and Maria. I mean like unbelievable. Yeah. Can't do enough to repay her. But I also will say again, for the cynical business person, is she going to be a worse employee for that? So mm-hmm. I always try to see, you know, and I also used to, the other thing I will say too, at AfterBuzz, when I would do annual meetings with all the hosts, but I would do it and I would create business plans for all of them. But I would also do it for my staff. And with my staff, I would always try to be aware of what they loved. And I remember I'll go to Steven. I said, Steven, you love making films. Now, it's great that I pulled you out of Chili's and now, you know, you built, you know how to build studios, you produce podcasts, you have 200 or 300 hosts under you, a staff of 20. I mean, great, all great life skills and fun or whatever. But at the end of the day, I know you love making films. And if we don't honor that here, it's going to become a problem. You're going to get bitter. You're going to get angry. We have to find a way because I don't want to lose you. I don't want to leave. Okay, but we have to. So I said, let's start finding scripted content. Let's figure it out. How can the company do some scripted stuff so you can exercise that part of your being? Um, but that was always to the challenge is for people to know what fills, what not only where are the weaknesses in their foundations that are going to eventually have them compromise work, their home foundations, but then also um, what makes their heart sing yeah. and how do we keep them, their heart singing so they remain motivated and good at their job. But again, I'm told that all this is a human resource nightmare. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be very, you know, very cool and cold and it's, hard it's just different and, and in yeah. corporate, but that's why I'm not in corporate. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I'll just have a little mom and pop shop. That's where I'm better off, I guess. Me too. But I do feel like that's, that is one of the keys. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We jumped all over the place. So who knows That's if good. I answered the question. No, I think one thing, because I think poor Kev's so tired. You guys are just great. And I think that this can go for corporate and for little mom. I still pop, think it can work like, for corporate too. Yeah. But like one thing is like open communication, I think is so key. Like, well, that's one thing with both of both you and Maria. I'm so grateful. Like I actually can talk but to you guys scary about things. because certain people no, it's you, really scary. you can't oh, talk to Kelsey. You guys are the only people I've ever been able to talk to. My only bosses, my other ones, but, I would have literally died. But, but you know, Kelsey flip it the other way. Hmm. We have a generation now uh, coming in oh, with their say. fists up Yeah. because the media or whatever, yeah. they're coming in saying, okay, I know you're going to hurt me. Hmm. So I'm ready. And I'm True. recording everything in my brain and I'm waiting for the trap door to open. And, and as I always say, when you're, when you're, you keep looking for bad things, you're going to find it. Mm. That's scientifically proven. So unfortunately we have a lot of people coming in to positions where they're just looking to, to support their beliefs. Mm. The older generation's a bunch of jerks. They're this, that, and the other thing. So they're just looking for that data to support that. And then they take one or two lines out of context and guess what? Now you don't want to communicate. So how, yeah. you know, so you, we, we True. talked about this a few weeks ago about employees wanting, um, potential employees wanting feedback, oh, why yeah. they didn't get the job. 
And I talked to, um, I think it was Patty Penn. And she said, well, when you go on an audition, you go on your audition for, you know, as an actor, you don't get feedback. You just, you either get the job or you don't, but I would love to give feedback. The problem is it ends up getting used against you. It doesn't, most people don't say, wow, thank you for that feedback. Very constructive. I'll work on that for the next interview. When you're giving them a gift of like, here's why. But it well, often it's like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, so you think I'm this, yeah. this, and this? Mm-hmm. Hello, HR. So did you see why it's hard to communicate? Yeah. True. And in fact, Maria, listen, she's with me. She's like, Kevin, no, no, don't, don't help. Stop helping everybody. Yeah. Just do you. Because it's sad though. It is very sad. And for a minute, for a minute, during the pandemic, for a minute, I said, okay, I'm not I'm not gonna help anyone anymore. That's it. Uh, that's it. Screw everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna do me. And and for a minute. And then I was like, wait. No. <laughs> it first of all goes against who I am. Second of all, I know better. Yeah. It's not the right way. And um so but I will say, if you are that person, also I do want you to be careful because I don't want you to get put in the chicken wing. I don't want you to get yeah. yourself in trouble. So you just have to sense who you can talk to and who you can't. And I, I saw Tony Robbins do this where he'll say, can I coach you? Mm-hmm. So I do that too. Yeah. But I have to even find a better question because who's going to say no? I have to find a way where the person feels comfortable saying, you know what? No. I don't want that. I feel like people would say could say no. You to think that. so? I do. Can I go back to the booth? Yeah, Madison. What do you think, Madison? If Kevin were to say, "Can I coach?" Or if you? anyone were to say, "Yeah," you, you know, like, "Can I coach you right now in this moment?" Would you feel comfy saying no? Yeah, I honestly would. I feel like that definitely already just sort of creates a more comfortable space for people that, are especially just entering the industry, because oftentimes, like we've been talking about, it's sort of this very cold negotiation just between someone that's very much a boss and not necessarily always a leader or a coach. So just kind of having that opportunity to hear someone's feedback is definitely something that feels more like it's an option, more like it's a positive option, as opposed to just saying, here's everything that you did wrong. Just kind of having that language of learning that you're being coached and just kind of knowing that you're learning from someone that's been in the industry for a long time is really valuable. Maybe. Uh, so maybe I can keep doing mm-hmm. it. I, Cause I always feel bad. I really do. When people make mistakes, I go, I feel so bad because it's me making that mistake. I promise all any of the mistakes any of you have made, I've made them times a hundred. Right. And I don't want to see other people do them. Right. You know, I didn't have anyone to teach me. So I'm always like, you today we heard from somebody and I'm like, no, (laughs) like why did they say that to you, Kelsey? It was someone that wants to work on a project with us. Yeah. But just out of the gate, just oh, I'm just I mean, I'm glad they said it because obviously they revealed to us. Why not someone to to be doing this project with? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I wish I could coach them and say, yeah. really? Like, that's what you say? You, yeah. you know, yeah. that's not appropriate. Um, Elaine, you know, Elaine, you know, is probably working right now. But Elaine, I don't know, but had a couple of moments separate from me with some other personnel. And I, I you know, had to say to her, Elaine, like, l- listen, just for your next job, I would... You know, I know what your intention was. Your intention was good, but you have to be careful saying things like that. And, you know, because I don't want to see, I don't want to see you get hurt. Mm -hmm. And I want her to learn. I want her to win, you know? I think when it comes from that place, like we know that 
that comes, you, you know, know, you and do let me, want us to win. And let me flip it. So as much as I will say the generation coming up is coming up so jaded and toxic. And I mean, and it, uh, I have to also say, and I will speak for our business. I can't speak so much for Wall Street and corporate. I can only imagine, but I will say for our business, I, the, the people have been pretty heinous. You know, been very, very, very few people rooting for you, um, particularly on the business side, on the money side of things. Um, and on the creative side, yeah, a lot of them are just cutthroats. And I mean, listen, you, you, you get, you can get, there's definitely some really good artists out there who are mentors and come from a nice place. But I swear for every one of them, there's 10 of, yeah. of the, yeah. And, and um, they all can't go away fast enough for me. Yeah. They can't all go away fast enough. Um, but, but as, go back to the original question about being independent, more people in our business now being able to be independent, start your own podcast, your own TikTok, mm. have your own business, your own brand. Um, it's, it's giving you a lot more strength to not be at the mercy of those people anymore. Those people are losing their power. And like I said, it's, uh, they can't lose it fast enough in my book. So boom. that's that. I don't know if that's a boom, but that um, a boom. Thank you, Master Kev. Root for people on minus. Root for everyone else's success as much, if not more, than your own. Mm. And then watch the good things happen. Like Maria, that. when Maria came to work for me, her cousin said, I just wish I had somebody work for me I, who's the way Maria works for you. And by the way, Maria and I were not romantically involved. Mm -hmm. She was dating someone. I was dating someone at the time. And, um, and I told him that. I said, it's because I'm rooting for her. I want to see her graduate from Emerson and become a big star. Like I, I, she's amazing. Like I just, and I said, you have to root for, if you root for people as much, if not more than you, mm -hmm. you'll, you'll get it back. And when I, again, the look of confusion <laughs> from, you know, and I get that yeah. look all the time. It's like, no, I'm the man. Oh. Like I'm the boss. I'm the, the king. I'm the star. I'm the queen, whatever it is. And, and wait, I need to do for them? No, they all need to be mm. serving me. I'm like, okay. All right. Well, good luck to you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. Anyway. Anyways. We've digressed enough, Kelsey, on this edition of uh, Ask the Manager Monday, where Monday is the new... Wednesday. Did you know that, Madison? Well, now you know. behalf of associate producer Pooja Nea and the rest of BT staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Ask the Manager Mondays. Be sure to send your questions to info at bettertogetherwithmaria.com or on Instagram at bettertogetherwithmaria for an 8x10 personalised signed photo or transcript to today's show. Send a self-addressed stamped envelope, care of Ask the Manager, 17328 Ventura Boulevard, P.O. Box 311, Encino, California, 91316. Stay crisp, Queens. Always stay crisp, like Jen Alpha taught us. Guys, have a great week. Jen Alpha. We'll see you on Friday. That's right. Happy holidays. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Happy. <laughs> Bye, everyone. The Christmas specials we love. Mm. Check it out. Woo. We look forward forward to your comments. That's right. 
Hey, Hill Squad. We have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.